0: We are in the cut Bat
1: Pays team... Are you actually a gooner? You support us? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like no, you're questioning it. No, no, no. He's questioning your head and saying. No, 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 <laughs> not like that. I'm not questioning this in yeah, no, I'm <laughs> not questioning this. <laughs> What's going on, people? Uh, this is the back page, obviously, it's your boy Kwams. Um, I'm here, we got special guests, obviously, like I'll go into, it. obviously, we got Lola on the other side of me, but in the middle, we have a, uh, boy, I don't, I don't even know where to start. You know what, <laughs> what I mean? Like, I, I can't believe name. it. Like, when, when I saw the name come up, when Sammy said that we managed to get, you know, a big a big footballer for me, he's a big footballer, I'm a big fan of him, um, we managed to get him in. I was thinking, right, like, We've got so many questions, but even just sitting next to him now, I can just feel this—the Premier League greatness. <laughs> and it's no, it's not even no, no disrespect or anything like that. Honestly, like I'm being, I'm being serious. Like it's such an honor to sit next to someone who's who's actually played in the game, like at the top level. You know, he's played against some greats. He's done great things as well, not just on the pitch, but also off the pitch as well. And hopefully, at the end of this podcast, we'll be able to. Uh, dissect everything that he does and you know, find, finally find out what is who is Kevin Lisby. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, I'll give to you Kevin Lisby, man. Let's Ooh, give a round of applause, right. man. Right. <laughs> to be yeah, thank you, thank you no. for coming now. Um, so, obviously, for us, like, I've done a little bit of research, we all done a little bit of research, but for me, like, we'll start from where you grew up. I heard that you grew up in Hackney, so like, where in Hackney? You know,
2: like, yeah. Your... So I'm um, originally first of all, nice to be here. I'm um, from Holly Street. Well, Okay. Sticky. Sticky. PA
1: boy. So,
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, it was worse when I was a when I was a young boy as well. So yeah. Um, yeah, it's just a, another another black boy just trying to, you know, what I mean. Trying to keep his head above water, mm, trying to mm. keep myself out of trouble, trying to do do good, try to make my um family proud and mm. um
1: thank God I've managed to succeed and uh, That's it, man. continue. That's it. What what was it like? Like, I mean like Holly Street, I hear stories. Mm. I've got friends, you know, that were brought up in Holly Street, but for you, like what was it like, you know, obviously like you're trying to manoeuvre through you know the good and the bad, but managing to prevail also in football, like how did it start for you in terms of football? Like, what is it that you used to get out to? Um, yeah, with, with me, it's, I've told the story plenty of times. I was, I was
2: literally probably one of the younger boys and always wanting to play with the older boys. Mm. Um, and I remember one of the first things they saying to me is, "Look, if you can't t- handle the hit, don't play." <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's real, isn't it? It's real. Um, I think that's what our kids are missing now. So, mm. um, so I just sort of. Sort of gradually got involved in football with the elders, and they sort of mentored me. Mm-hmm. They sort of helped me as I went along, mm-hmm. um, developed my game. Mm-hmm. Even though you don't realise at the time, um, but they they turned me into the, probably the player I was. And even when I see them now, I still got so much love and respect for them because, um, you know, what I mean, through a hard time through Holly Street and, mm. and East London, they helped me through any any sort of problems. I was the the young one; they took care of and right, right, right. they made sure I was always safe because they they could see the. Um, they could see the, the, the treasure you yeah, used. To, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the they could see the one, talent the in me. One. And and they were almost they were almost like my father figures. Um didn't always have my dad around. Okay. But um they they made sure I had everything I needed and they and they had me and they took care of me. So as, as much as now people say it was bad, but for me, um it was a family for yeah. me and, and that's what got me through it.
1: Yeah, no, no, definitely, definitely. Um so like in terms of football, like when did you Fall, first fall in love with football, like what was your moment, like what was the moment for you? Um,
2: I remember just dragging my uncle out every single time I was got home to saying look can we go and play football, can we go and play football mm. and it's only now that I'm a dad and I have four boys in a <laughs> girl that I actually <laughs> realise how tiring <laughs> that <to play. laughs> must have been for him because um, I was relentless man, I was always on it um, and it was never a thing where I wanted to become a professional footballer, I just wanted to play football mm. um, and I think that's the difference sometimes, just just trying to appreciate the game, loving the game, mm. um, enjoying it, which is what I did for a good few years and then, mm. um, yeah, the fo- football sort of picked me, I didn't pick it, it picked me, I remember playing in Hackney Marshes mm. for, my, for my local team, Beaumont. Um oh, well, well. and the scat, who said he was watching the game next to mine, Yeah, he said that he turned around for two or three minutes to watch my game, he saw me play and he said he ended up watching my whole game. Um, oh. I did, yeah. So I didn't even know he was a Charlton scout at the time. So after the game he just said to me, look, um, would you mind coming down Charlton for a trial? Mm. Um, went down there and obviously being a young black boy from Hackney, mm. like no fear at all,
1: no fear. <laughs> and that's what they love. the confidence.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I wasn't arrogant with it. I wasn't ignorant. I always was just trying to develop. Um, and I always wanted to get better and I think they saw that in me. Mm. Um, and yeah, the journey just, it moved quite quickly. From then? Yeah, from yeah, it move moved really quickly because, as I say, I, I was 16 at the t- 15, 16 at mm. the time, funny mm. enough. So I know these kids nowadays, they start football from 12 and 13. So yeah, so you are like a yeah, late boomer I was, a Yeah, I was a late boomer and I, got, I went straight into it, wow. straight into it. Um, I got my scholarship um, after about three months.
1: Mm-hmm
2: um so then obviously it becomes full-time yeah Um, i you're 16 it becomes full-time um and then i got my professional contract after two to three months Mm. which is which is really quick considering they give you two years to get it Mm. um and then i got into the first team in and around the first team at 16 17 um never looked back after that and my career just went on and on and on
1: so like for you obviously you know you grew up in hackney then you're you you get chosen to play for the Charlton Academy. Mm-hmm. Did you ever feel at that point, that transition from the academy to the first team or from the streets to the academy to the first team, did you feel out of sorts? Did you feel like, well, these boys have been in the academy for a number of years, you know, I'm just coming in. Mm. Did you Did you feel confident in yourself? What was it that you think helped you get through that? I think I was just so confident in my talent that mm. nothing else mattered.
2: Mm. Um, you speak to a lot of people, little kids now, they've got so much issues. Um, they got so many things done on their head I, I literally had confidence in myself mm. and that's all that mattered um, whether or not it was <laughs> overconfidence or whatever but it allowed me it allowed me to play first team football it allowed me to to get into the first team and when I got into the first team it allowed me not to be intimidated as well mm. um, because as I said I played with grown men mm. so it wasn't an issue mm. um I saw it as all equals, like man is man and I've played against man before, it doesn't matter how good you are, mm. it matters how good I was um, and that's all I believed in um, and due to obviously my confidence mm-hmm. um, I think my career went really, really quickly because of that um, yeah. and I, was, I wasn't overconfident, mm. um, I think I had enough and I had good friends around me always, good. Um, they always put me down to earth when I felt like <laughs> I was getting a bit too big. So I, I was I was in Hackney but I stayed in Hackney, I never moved out. So right. I was quite a humble young boy as well. Do you think that helped you? Oh, like, definitely. You definitely. With that transition definitely. Well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My friends helped me. I mean, the players' lounge was quite funny because obviously you got all like professionals, and then mm. you could tell which which people were mine. <laughs> like, they're normally in the in the corner making up their noises <laughs> when you walk into the players' lounge, you could hear them before you see them. Mm. Um, but. They were just good for me. They kept me grounded, and they they kept me um, believing in myself. Mm. And um, I never really, as I said, never got
1: overconfident because they were always around me. Mm. Did you? So obviously, can you remember your first game for Charlton, your first professional game? For- can mm. you remember it? How how was it? As a because obviously I'm I'm a big football fan. Obviously mm. I've always played football since I've been young. Mm. That feeling that you have was it was it nerves? Was it you know? How did you feel before you started or even when you said you saw that your name you got chosen, you mm. got selected in the squad?
2: Yeah, I, I I don't remember too much about it to be honest. I remember playing. Mm. It's almost like I was just got dropped onto the pitch. I think as he told me I was in the squad. I think I erased all that from my memory. All <laughs> the only thing I actually remember was um playing the game that's mm. so all i remember i remember the, the crowd i remember the first time the crowd obviously screamed my name mm. and then you think i'm only 16 17 and you got big people in the crowd calling my name and it just <laughs> it felt like obviously not not having my dad around it just felt like you belong somewhere and yeah. um, and they felt they felt like a family yeah. even though even though they're not believe you me
1: yeah
2: like, <laughs> the are not your they friend. can quickly turn <laughs> yeah, and they, yeah exactly we'll get but to yeah we'll but so can your family in it so mm, that's true um, very true yeah, so um, yeah, it, it happened quite quick. I remember my Premiership,
1: mm-hmm.
2: my first Premiership start um, against Man City. Yeah, I remember that. The first we got back into the Premiership, mm-hmm. and the manager bought. He bought, I think, four strikers in, and obviously right. I was the young striker, so I was nowhere near the first team. I was mm-hmm. in and around it, but I was, it was never going to be on the bench or start.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then um, a week before the, the game. Three strikers got injured. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then he called me on the on the on the Friday in his office and just said, "Look, Kev, um, we're going to play you." Uh, mm. You know, what I mean, I remember him saying that. And I don't think I remember much about that that day mm. and the day after that. I only remember, as I say, um, the game itself. Wow. Um, and I got got man the match we beat Man City, 4-1, yeah. I yeah, think it was. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's correct. Um, but I just remember that feeling of when I was on the pitch, just actually. Um, is this it? Mm. Like, like you you sort of build up these occasions much more in your head than it actually is. Mm-hmm. Like when you're in, at home thinking about it, you're, you're thinking about playing against six foot six men who, who are quicker than you, stronger than you, mm. and and in actual fact they're just yeah, Same just human yeah, yeah. Um, and what was important for me was just to make sure that I was ready for it. It didn't matter what anyone else was going to do. If I was if I was on it and I was on my game. Mm. Um, I'd I be a handful, and I, and I knew I would have a good game. And, and the older I got, the more I realised, it actually, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter how good someone else is. It matters how you prepare for it. Right, right. You know what I mean? Mentally, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and physically good, as mean, course, well,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Can I, so, um, obviously, like, you talk about, um, you know, having your dad around and mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. How was how it kind of, like, trying to maintain... Um, the, prof- the professionalism and the support. Like, what kind of support did you have to kind of like keep you on,
2: you know, mm. on level straight grounds and a straight path? Yeah, I think it's uh, it's quite important. that I, I mean, I'm I a lot of kids now. Speak to young kids, and um, there's different different dads in it, different mm-hmm. fathers, and it doesn't always have to be a, a blood like you mm. know. What I mean, the, the person that actually brought you into this earth to be a, a father. You, as I say, I had i think i had six or seven dads
1: yeah Mm.
2: do you know what i mean like Mm. and it was just important for me to realize the good people in my life
1: yeah
2: Mm. um and not dwelling the fact that i didn't have obviously my dad around Mm -hmm. does that make sense um and i just as i say i was just such a positive person that um i always looked for the positive and um, the fact that i had so many good people around me was enough for me yeah i think more as you get older you realize actually yeah why wasn't you around mm-hmm. at the time mm. it was literally i'm getting on with it innit? i've got a journey i've got a i've got things i want to do i can't you can't let that cripple you and it's after a while it all becomes excuses in it mm. so if you allow that to be an excuse when you get older no one was, after a while, was stopped, people stop listening to your excuses. Yeah. Um, so you've, you've got to create your own path and you can't let things that have um, affected your life hold you back, yeah. do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
1: For you, so you said you came in and you said the manager brought, obviously you were playing along big men, you know, um, big strikers, yeah. but was there anyone that, when you got into the club, into the first team, was there anyone that put their arms around you and became that role model as well? Yeah, I, I've, to be fair, I
2: speak to um, Mark Bright, um, yes, yes, Chris yes, Prowl, yes. Um, Cole Leven, I don't know if you know Cole Leven, that's uh, what I used yeah. to pay for. So, like, I was quite fortunate, like Charlton was South London in it, so there was a lot of, <laughs> there was a lot of, like, role models. shit and yeah. like um, And yeah, they did teach me, I remember one of the, the older pros, one of the, the like I remember, I called him by his first name. I remember just walking up to him and just saying, "Um, how you doing, Keith?" And he was like, "Like, who, like, who are you to mm. call me by my first name?" <laughs> <laughs> Do you know
3: what I mean? Like
2: little things like that. Like, and it is, isn't it? It's, mm. it's like, yeah, he's a man to me. Like, first of all, find out mm. how he likes to be addressed. You yeah, know, yeah, things yeah. like that in it. Like, I know it seems like, I know it seems like he's overdoing it, but it is respecting yeah, it. Yeah, um, And they, and as I went on, just little things they would teach me, mm. at the time it seemed like they were um, they were picking on me or, or you could say bullying me or whatever but mm. they were actually teaching me to become a better footballer yeah. and become a better human being more important, of course. importantly of course. Um, and yeah I still speak to them now even when I was at um, Latin Orient and Sheffield United came in to buy me and mm. I think I was 36 at the time. Wow. And they tried to buy me because I was doing work late Norman. Mm-hmm. And I called Mark Bright, and as a 36-year-old, I'm still calling someone. Yeah, yeah, and still so calling so them advice. for advice. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Mm. Like, so I, was, I mean, yeah, they they all they were, they all come to my foot If these are people that will, will be in my life forever, mm. um, and so yeah, I I, I I had it quite easy. I think mm. it's different for footballers now, but I had it quite de- easy because I had a I think I had role
1: models my whole life, your whole life right, which your has life. helped me. Yeah, no, that's that's beautiful.
2: Well, um,
3: so, what would you say was the hardest part then about making it as a professional footballer and adapting to the standards? For me, it was just keeping my calm. <laughs>
2: it's it it literally not losing your cool. yeah, not losing my cool. Yeah. Um, and I think that goes for a, a lot of people, especially black boys like mm. coming. Depending on where you're coming from, to coming to go into that environment is really, really hard work. Um, because you're, you're now mixing with people who have different sort of opinions, different banter, mm. um, brought up differently to you. <laughs> <laughs> like, all yeah, this, the cursing and swearing. <laughs> like, I, kn- I couldn't understand this. this like, do you know what I mean? Some of the words they're using. Um, and then obviously they've got that, that bit where they like to joke around, where I don't mm. like to joke mm. around. Yeah, yeah, and you, yeah. sort
3: of uh, do you know what's crazy? Like, yeah. I was reading um, Burnley, their Initiation. And their initiation and their fines mm-hmm. is crazy. Mm-hmm. So you get fined, yeah? You do you, you turn up late. You either have to dress up as like Batman or Superman yeah. and stand up in <laughs> yeah. like in the middle and just sing a song. Yeah. Or you have to, I don't know, you have to do something crazy like like eat ketchup with. Yeah, but whatever. he's
2: he's an old school manager, isn't Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> <a> old, <laughs> he is really an old school manager. And to be fair, if you asked me to do that thing when I was sixteen, I would have said no, 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 no way. Um and but as you, as you grow up, you sort of... <laughs> and you're in that environment. Yeah, you, you environment. calm down a bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You still have to maintain your dignity and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and be who you are. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think it's all a test of your character. And I think, as a young black man especially, I think they, they test your character first. Mm. Mm. Like, the, the first thing they do is see your talent and they say, Okay, nah, he's talented. You. Mm. Now yeah. they see his talent. Mm. Like, oh sorry, he's he's, he's, he's character. character and yeah. if, if your character don't match with your talent, mm-hmm. you're not going nowhere. Mm-hmm. You're not going. Away. It has to be. You have to be level par. You you have to show the same um character as your teammates because it is a team game. Yeah. And
3: no matter how good you are, if you
2: don't fit, yeah, within it, a team,
3: yeah. it reminds me of certain yeah. players like Ravel Morrison, mm-hmm. uh, Ranger mm-hmm. yeah, something like this. Very talented mm-hmm. ballers. Like they were probably the best in their yeah. in their year and stuff. But mm. it's the attitude. Yeah, the attitude. Yeah, kind the of character that yeah, led them down. Look, football, it it messes with your head. It Mm. does mess your head.
2: Mm. And I I was speaking to Niv on the way here and and sometimes it takes more than it gives. Mm Do you know what I mean? Like, it takes a lot more. Like, what you're getting out of it doesn't um, match up for what it takes from you. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. In your life and who you are. Some people lose themselves. Mm. They lose who they are. um, And then when they finish football, they don't know who they are.
1: Mm.
2: That's crazy. So, yeah, I think with football, you you just got to... You got. Look, I, I had good friends around me and I really do and I appreciate all my friends and family. Mm. I love them so much because without them I wouldn't probably be able to sit here now and, and probably tell my story. I'd probably um, be trying to, to do things to make, either make money, which is not my concern anymore. Mm. I'm not really a person who who, who chases money. Um, I more chase happiness and, and my family is more important to me. And, and helping younger kids as well and bringing up other young kids and i believe if i if i do the right things i will be provided for um and and yeah so i've I've literally just tried to keep myself humble throughout my whole career Mm. and anyone that knows me and knows knows my career will tell you the exact same thing um and that's that's my purpose but i just think when you start football um it's important to when they test your character to um not react. Mm. Um, and, and, <laughs> like, I speak to my. I've got four boys, and yeah. I always say, give yourself five seconds before you speak or you make a decision, and, mm. and more than likely that gives you thinking time. And when you have that five seconds, you're more than likely to make the right decision.
0: Mm. Are, um, are any of your boys um, in like any professional setups? Or? No,
2: my boys were. They were at Millwall, and they was at um, Leighton Orient. But, yeah. Um, yeah, then they're not but they will if they want to be footballers they will be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how old are, um, the old, the old, are your I've got boys? twin boys that are 16. Oh, nice. Um and I've got a 12-year-old and I've got a 17-year-old as well. Oh, wow. They all love football. Yeah. Um but yeah, the twins out of all of them probably have, have a real good opportunity. Yeah. Not to say the others won't. Well, yeah. mm. Um yeah, it's 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 down to them and I don't mm. really push them to be mm. honest. No one pushed me, so it has to be something they love doing and mm-hmm. something that
1: they want to do. Mm. Wow. So, like, I mean, fast forward. Overall, no, 100 games in the Premier League. Like, that's that's such a a statement. That is such an accolade to have but for me, like, what was your highlight? We well, you know, we'll get to the whole hat-trick and yeah, you know, I'm yeah, sure yeah, you've been yeah, asked, yeah, you've been yeah, asked yeah. that question how iconic, many times, so iconic I'm not going to stay too much. Yeah. But what else for you, like in the 100 games in the Premier League, what was one of the iconic moments for you? What game, it doesn't have to be a game where you scored or anything like that, even like a, a man-of-the-match performance for you. What was it for you, that moment? Well, obviously I'm from, from Hackney, so um,
2: mm. I, I've always supported Arsenal and to play at Highbury Ooh, was yeah. absolutely like, yeah, that was unreal. Is it true about the atmosphere? It, you know. It's um, yeah. I, no. No. I don't think so. No? I don't think so. No. Highbury was. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Wait. What was it? Highbury Library. Yeah.
2: I didn't realise you oh, had other yeah, supporters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You got they are loving yeah, it now. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to hear the last laugh <laughs> it now. Um, so, no funny enough. Like the the only stadium that for me that. Sh- that sort of puts fear in you was was and I know I hope we've got the no. <laughs> um, You Um girls don't say stuff like that man. Wow. It was a, yeah it's a, it is everything they say it is wow. and more wow. is everything Crazy. they say it is. But um yeah, going back to it, obviously yeah I'd say to play at Highbury, that was an absolute, that was, yeah, that was a pleasure. Mm. But, obviously, to support Arsenal and, and to score two goals against us we beat, beat Tottenham 2-1 mm. um, and I remember scoring two goals that was quite a, a memorable moment for me, obviously, always wanting Tottenham to lose and then, <laughs> <laughs> and then beating the reason they lost is, <laughs> um, it's, it's, yeah, quite an achievement for me. That's certainly. a flex. Yeah, that's
1: a flex. It's a big flex, that is a big flex. So for you as well, like in the Premier League, is there any, me, I'm a defender, mm-hmm. so you know, and I pride myself in terms of obviously stopping the striker, but was there any defenders that you came up against that you was like, wow, like you're something else or you know, you're difficult?
3: I'm going to go on the other side.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like I spent most of, the, most of my career playing against, you can imagine it,
2: the mm. best defenders in the world, mm. I think. Mm. The Villages, the Rios, the souls. Mm. Wow. um Torre. Um, it can mm-hmm. go on and on and on, so Campbell. Um, yeah, I, I, to pick one of them, obviously I grew up with Rio. Right. He just, he, I've, I've always played against him, we played against each other. He used to play for Blackheath, I think it is, mm-hmm. No, he's played for Hackney mm-hmm. and Hamlets. So we've always played against each other. Mm. And he's, um, his development was unbelievable. Um, how quickly he became the, the, the perfect defender he was. He had mm. pace, um, he read the game well. Um, he was strong um it, yeah he it him you got john terry i know people mm-hmm. it, but the way he read the game yeah, these people yeah. like you think yeah okay i'm gonna get the ball i'm gonna knock it past him because i'm lot quicker than him
1: mm-hmm.
2: and they just read it they always give themselves the the right yards yeah. to make sure that they could get in front of you and, right, right. or they they were close enough yeah to take it off of you or they gave you enough room so you would make the mistake. But mm. it just it became a um, a chess game with yeah. all these defenders.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. But um to name one of them, um, probably would have to be Village, I think. Oh wow, okay. I-, I remember playing at the village and I remember he just the first two minutes that I got the ball and I was quite good in the air and he just <laughs> clapped <laughs> <laughs> And up, like for the rest of the eighty-five minutes, all I remember is just staying away from <laughs> the <it. laughs> like, 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 And when, and no defender would ever do that to me. Yeah, because um, yeah. I was you know what I mean like you I hold yeah, yeah I could yeah, own yeah. but yeah, yeah. Yeah. The way he hit me, like, <laughs> it, was, it was like, if that's how you're gonna play all game, <laughs> like, 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 I think we should, yeah we leave this until a next game. European <laughs> man, yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly, and the refs. Reference- what you got away with, obviously, in my time, mm. is a lot more than what now. You in terms push of someone, the tackles, yeah, yeah. Like that, the challenges. But yeah, I played against people and they would pinch you and they would off the ball, they would <laughs> kick you off the ball, and you, you you then you can't go to the ref and say ref, he just pinched me. And you yeah, look, yeah, look, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you just have to get on with it, and we had to get on with it. But he, yeah, he was something else. And I remember the first time he hit me, and I was
1: and for that whole game, he actually got into my head. and it's the first time in my life. Seriously? In, was it the talk? Was it the talking, or was it just the, the presence, the sheer presence? No, the kick.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no, He no. did say the word to me. It was the actual. <laughs> when he licked me, that was it. Because like, you know, what I mean? Cause Cause I know you, you get. Split s- split? Yeah, you, you kind of get. You get. You get those players that talk, and you get
2: like. Yeah, no, that that. Listen to me. That never. No one could ever get into get my into head and go. Like yeah, regarding
1: mm. talking or
2: smack talk and all that Mm. no one but um even with like kicking Mm. or physical like no one could read about for some reason like i thought to myself if that's how you're going to play your game like i don't want none of this game (laughs) and it was also at man united so Mm. you don't get you don't get anything cut it's true that's very true and i think it was almost the protection is almost like you're protected, and then all of a sudden, a guard's down and someone can do what they want to you,
1: mm.
2: and they can do, and they can get away get with away it. With and it. that's exactly how it is at Old Trafford. Wow. The players can do what they want to, you, especially if uh, Ferguson was manager. Mm. Um, do you know what I mean? Like all the referees knew him, they all loved him. Mm. Um, they're not going to book one of the players because he kicked a, a Charlton player. Mm. So you just felt, you just felt for the whole game, they could do what they want to you. So it's wow. almost like. All right, and let me just try and get through this game. If you'd never had any intentions of winning the game. Mm. You just wanted to go there and get the game over and over and
1: and then get back on the bus. All right, so. all right. What was, um, what about in terms of, for you as a striker, you know, top striker, what was a player? Was there a player that you emulated or that you looked up to that you could say, you know, oh, yeah, I like the way he finishes or, you know, something that you, you looked at was like a goal yeah well uh, ian wright like yeah, his yeah, right. his movement
2: was ridiculous mm. and he, he he had that street like you know what was like mm-hmm. if someone mm-hmm. done something to me he, he would play twice as hard yeah 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 do you know what i mean like he, he had that mentality no one's gonna get the better of me mm-hmm. and i think that was the thing i admired about him mm. so even if someone was getting a bit out of him he wouldn't lose his head you'd mm-hmm. never see him rant and rave mm. you'd see him play better mm. And I think that's important as a striker. If someone's getting a bit out of you, how can I get the best out of myself mm. to get the best out of him? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like rather than getting too emotional, mm. attached in the game, and then doing something you wouldn't normally do because you're frustrated. Yeah. Um, Ian Wright would always find a way of scoring. And I think as strikers, the only thing you can do when someone's getting the best out of you is score. Yeah. So you so can, proud. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you can kick me around for 90 minutes, but if I've scored two goals. At I the end of the game like, you're gonna be upset and yeah, I'm not. Yeah, Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like true. so you have the last Yeah, line. his mentality I think most black um footballers mm. if, if at my age, if he was if Ian right or I played with John Barnes, if these were if they weren't your if you weren't your idols, these people then um you're probably in the wrong game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. Did you ever meet them? Did you ever, you know Oh well I meet mean, I know Ian right well now. Oh, okay. And and obviously I, I played with John Barnes Wicked, at, at Wicked. Charlton, and then yeah, he's a he's a really good man and he's Inspiring. He's a, a reason a lot of um people, black people, supporting Liverpool.
1: Yeah. Mm. Um. I remember
2: true. telling my mum that I played with John Barnes, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> she was yeah, she couldn't believe it. Like, do mean. you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I couldn't believe it as well. It's it's like an icon. So yeah. Speaking yeah, of John Barnes, what did
3: you think of his comments on like Jaden Sancho? I don't know if you heard about it. No, I didn't hear about. It. He said basically. When John Barnes was playing, it was, racism was a lot worse than that, and mm. they should be grateful that mm-hmm. they're they, they on like 100,000 mm-hmm. a week. And because Jason Sandsworth said he wouldn't, he's not going to play football if racism continues. Mm-hmm. John Barnes well, like, no, nah, you should be grateful that you're on mm-hmm. 100,000. When I was playing football, yeah. it was a lot worse.
1: The bananas, yeah.
3: I yeah. yeah, it's, yeah,
1: that's a, that's a <laughs> yeah, yeah, So yeah, what it's should it's they do yeah.
3: if they're being racist then? Should he just like take it? Or um, is John Barnes right, or is Jaden Sancho? You, different, different areas,
2: isn't it? Yeah, I remember because for you as well. Yeah, what was of it course. Yeah, you? yeah. It's exactly. I mean, so I remember I went church today, and I remember the the the, the, what the pastor said you were saying about um, trying to take care of your kids, and mm. it's hard to um, be a parent mm. now because your kids are going through different things, isn't it? Yeah. So it's, so it's just trying to stamp your authority on your kids and in a time like this might Especially be the wrong thing to yeah exactly yeah. it might be the wrong thing to do so I think football at the moment it's changed from when John Barnes played and when I played um, if walking off the pitch is something that he wants to do mm. then he should do it mm. I don't think it should be a thing where all black players walk off the pitch if it happens to them. Mm. It should be a personal decision. It should be something like some black players might be thinking, okay, I'm gonna score. So yeah, it's exactly. Yeah, it's up to you, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But um, I got some black players will get racially abused by players they're playing against. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. not just fans. Mm. So um, it has to be it has to be a personal decision. I think um whether or not you walk off the pitch, and I don't think anyone should judge a player making that decision mm. because it might have affected him in a way where he has to walk off the pitch because yeah. he might not be used to it. Yeah. Um, John Barnes obviously got used to it mm. so he could handle it. Yeah. Um, Sancho might not be used to it, where he's from, what, how he's been brought up in the society that we live in at the moment. Yeah. Um, he might not have gone through it, and then the fact that someone's actually racially abused him. It's
3: a surprise. Might, yeah, might it might be brought. a surprise yeah. to him, and it
2: might have affected him in a way where he has to tell, take himself out of that sort mm. of situation, mm. or he might put himself in situations. I know footballers that respond and then end up getting in trouble. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like a fan says something to a, to a, a player, the player says something back to the fan, the player gets fined. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. so you've got to, the first thing you gotta do is take care of yourself, innit? Yeah. And if that's the thing that you need to do at that time, mm. do it. Mm. Do it. And if you if you can handle it, like get on with the game, innit? You know? <laughs> you get, you're, you're getting paid hundred grand, yeah. get on with it. Yeah. I'll tell, tell you the honest truth, I wouldn't walk off the pitch. Yeah. If I was getting paid 100 yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna get my bonus. Yeah, do you yeah, understand? Oh
1: yeah. Like, <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm on go yeah. innit? Yeah, yeah. So, Fucking yeah. off the pitch, I'm not getting my goal. fact, if score the goal
1: and
2: then get off pitch, yeah, yeah, but then the game might get cancelled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't get your parents' yeah. money. <laughs> There's too many like factors. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it has to be a personal decision. But yeah. me personally, I mean, I've played football and people have said something to me. And um, what do you do on the street if someone calls you black? Whatever. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I, like, do you know what I mean? It's, it's not a footballing thing, it's a society, society thing. thing it yeah. it's, it's, do you know what I mean? Like, it's, so it's what do you do? If you're walking out the stadium and someone calls you out, you're going to run back in the stadium and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? So yeah, I yeah. think it has to be a personal decision. If it affects you that much, like, like you look at Balotelli now, and I think it gets to a point now with Balotelli where he can't handle it. And mm-hmm. I, if I was about to tell you, I could understand, if someone said Balotelli should stay on the pitch, I would say, no, you're talking nonsense, yeah, because he's been getting racially lot, yeah. abused and he's, he's I don't he's think he's mentally down. there, yeah. strong enough to handle it yeah. anymore. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. seen him on the bench crying mm-hmm. after games. Mm-hmm. So someone like that, like might not be able to handle it, so he might have to walk off the pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I don't think a manager or teammates should say, look, stay on the pitch. Um, or don't do it, mm-hmm. like the person should go off. Even if the manager wants to sub him, mm. sub him to take him off, mm-hmm. innit? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, but it's not gonna stop, it's a society thing, and yeah. obviously John Barnes is, is well known for, um, obviously. makes a, a, as, comments. Yeah, <laughs> but in, all, these co- all these comments have come in from a place where he's come from, innit? These times yeah. been a lot right. yeah. worse for him. do you know what I mean? Like It's like yeah. when I'm prim- talking to my kids, I never talk to them from where they are now, 2020. Mm. I talk to them from, my time growing up yeah. um, and they can't relate to me because they didn't grow up in that time yeah. um, and John Barnes I think he's got a, a right to have his opinion mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we can get into anyone's head and tell them what to do and what not to do regarding yeah. walking 100%. off
1: the 100% so I, I, obviously I've watched a lot of your interviews and I've, when you've been interviewed as well yourself and at a time where the Charlton Faithful wasn't really mm-hmm. on your side how was it for you, obviously you're saying as a black man and that as well, and then mentally, how was that for you, coping with that? Because you seemed a lot, very positive, whenever people would ask you about it, you know, you always remain optimistic mm-hmm. and positive. Was that the truth or was there moments where it actually did get to you? Yeah. I got to me all the time. Right. Because as I said to you, going back to the beginning of mm-hmm. our
2: conversation about um, it being a family, mm-hmm. um, that was the time for me when i realized actually no it's a business they can turn against you at any moment um because Mm -hmm. it was going really well up until that point um Mm. us as a club as a team although i weren't probably getting the goals I should have been getting or wanted to get mm. as a team we were doing well yeah we weren't losing games um we were playing well we were beating the big teams mm. um so i just felt like yeah it was it felt like it was sort of a, more of a personal attack mm. rather than actually it being about football mm-hmm. but um as i get older um i say to any boys that i coach now like if you're a striker mm. and you're not scoring goals you're gonna get abused yeah. like you at some point if the team starts losing that's when you'll see the, the real, the true, yeah, the truth, you know yeah. what I mean, and then and then people will start judging you on your goals rather than how you're performing.
1: Mm. Um, but yeah, it, it 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 got to me a lot. It, it really did. Um, was there anyone sorry to cut you? But was there was there support there for you? Was there anyone that you know like said you know keep your head out, you'll be alright? I think everyone does it. Your teammates do. Mm. Your managers do. But um,
2: as much as people tell you that when you're at home and you're by yourself, mm. you these faults, just go for your head, and mm-hmm. you, you just, mm-hmm. the problem is you relive these games mm-hmm. over and if you truly love the game, mm-hmm. um, that's all you think about. Yeah. Like it's the, it's the first thing you think about when you wake up, is the, mm-hmm. the last thing you think before you go to sleep.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so it, it's, it's 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 a constant. Mm-hmm. So there's no break. There's no sort of oh, I'm gonna go with my family and forget about it. Yeah. Like the minute you get that minute silent, mm-hmm. you're thinking about it again. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the um, that's the thing about football. Um, as I said to you before, it takes much There's more. It, more yeah, because it takes your time away from your family, even yeah. when you're with your family. Yeah. Um, even when you're together, you're not you're emotionally still invested in the game mm-hmm. that probably happened, I don't know, seventy hours ago or, or yeah. two or a week ago. Yeah. yeah. Um and it doesn't give you and then you, you sort of separate take your time away from your kids. Mm. So you kid, you're talking you're with your kids but you're not with you're them. You're not with them hundred yeah, percent. Exactly. Um so they're not, that's a bit unfair as well on your family. But um, yeah, it's, it, I mean, it's harder now because of the media. and I'm yeah, so I was glad
1: you're about to ask you about that. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm so,
2: I'm so glad I'm not playing <laughs> football in this
1: time. Do you think it's a lot more worse than it was before?
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm mean, towards the back of my career. Mm. Someone said something to me on Twitter and it's, your mum, this, that, and that, and I just came off Twitter.
1: <laughs> just,
2: I just yeah, just, I just I just came yeah, off. I, I literally just me. I literally just came off because I, I thought to myself it's gonna get to a point where I'm gonna say something mm, and then the I'm gonna find him <laughs> and then I'm gonna ask because I know what supporter you are, then yeah. i have spend like, my whole life looking for this one person. <laughs> um do you imagine like if you've got Instagram or Twitter like to
1: either either not have it or just like block off yeah.
2: the words? It's it's similar to the um walking off the pitch, is it? If you can handle it, then mm, keep yeah. keep on it. If you can't handle it, mm. get your Dearing ass off. Yeah. really do. Is, is because that, emotionally, it will, it will it will eat you up.
1: Is that because obviously I know you work with young people? You got your your academy. Is that a big message? Is that a big thing in your academy as well in terms of handling the social media? You know the do's and don'ts. Do you have that kind of? So what I, I try and encourage my, the kids is,
2: mm. and I was speaking to my friends about it the other day as well. Mm. It's just like if you are going to be onto it and you're going to be that, like, like I think it's important. Just to keep connections with your good friends, it's it's in, it's important to talk.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: what's going on? Mm. Like, if someone says something to you and it's hurt you, um, just pick up the phone in it and call yeah. your friend and say mm-hmm. like, "This <laughs> <laughs> said this." Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, and, yeah. and then he might be able to or she might be able to give you an opinion on it, and then it might actually calm you down. Because mm. um, I think the first thing we have got to do is take care of ourselves, of course. Um, of course. Even though with all this social media, the, the most important part is is your soul, That's it. Um, and and not letting anyone like disturb your soul. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's it's so important, like, to have good friends around you, and mm. and it's the blueprint of my of my my footballing career and my life to make sure I have um, people who who are secure around me, and um, they're not there one minute and not there when I need them. Mm. Um, so, yeah, the social media bit. I think I'm um, I've, I've I'm not really a, a social media. I've, I use all my things for my football, mm-hmm. and then on my other account, I just do my family. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's not about, I don't really talk about my career on social media. Mm. I more talk about the things I'm doing and um, how positive it is to have a family. Mm. That's, that's that's my message to, to people. I don't really go on it about football because I don't really want to hear anyone's opinions. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't really, I don't really care. So, um, uh, yeah, I don't I, really I, 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 look at. Like I saw, for instance, Rashford um, mm. after I think a game when when Man United lost, mm-hmm. and he and the first thing he did was went on Twitter, um, Instagram and said, "Yeah, we're sorry about that result. Um, we're giving our hardest. We're gonna." And I'm thinking to myself, "This can only end badly." <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like it can only yeah, end badly. Yeah. Why do you have to do that? Yeah, like yeah. why not just go home and mm. practice? Then. Yeah. So then obviously then you look at then you look at the comments mm. and. I say he's got sixty yeah, he's yeah. 600, mm. 500 of them are, are people abusing him. Yeah. What is the point in that in it? Yeah. If you really want to show them that 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 you're behind the club and you wanna work black skin
1: perform. And your do you know what
2: I mean? Like you don't always have to to show tell the or tell don't the world work. that you're gonna Yeah, that you're gonna do something, do something. Do
0: you think that um the league should like invest in like mentors like for the younger generation that are coming up?
2: I think they should, but they're not it? no money in there for them. There's no money. These kids are always gonna keep on coming through. They're always gonna keep on making their money,
3: mm-hmm.
2: whether or not they're mentally strong or not. Mm-hmm. So whether whether or not they're mentally strong or not is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. As long as these boys are playing football, yeah, um, and they're producing,
1: mm-hmm.
2: they, they they're, yeah, about. anything that I think anything they football invest in, I think they they they'll probably want something out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So unless they can see something monetized, yeah, monetizing uh, like yeah
2: exactly. Right. Uh, but but it is sad, and it definitely should be something. Um, it's definitely something the elite should look into. With all the money they make, mm. mm-hmm. um, to take a, a change of that and, yeah. and invest in our young kids' um, health and men. because
1: when these boys finish football, they're all going to be in problems. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like 90% of them now yeah. are going to be messed up. Mm. For you, was you, would you say that you was you had problems when you finally came out of the scene? Like obviously, I know you still kick ball, you still mm. involved in football. Mm. But how was it for you? You know, saying. When you first retired, I think, mm. was it at Barnet? Yeah, so when I left Barnet, um, I
2: went to Whitehall just for a little while mm. and then, then obviously pre-season started and mm. I didn't have a club and then I made that decision to, um, well, I did, well, people made the decision that, you know, <laughs> that, um, that I wasn't going to be at another club um, and yeah, that was probably the, probably the worst six months of my life. Wow. Um, I slept probably three weeks straight. Wow. Three weeks straight and I could sleep at will. So if I closed my eyes, I could sleep. I didn't have any routine anymore. Right. Um and at the time I just thought I was tired, but mm. I was actually a little bit depressed. Um right. and without even knowing without about knowing, it. Without knowing, yeah. Yeah, without right. knowing about it. And I listened to Paul Mercer the other day, I don't know if you see mm-hmm. he saw yeah, he's it. Gambling and on that, yeah. yeah, and the one thing that stood out what he said was ignoring phone calls. Um, mm. um and not and not, not talking. Not talking about yeah, it. Yeah, and not talking about it. Um yeah and anyone that's, it's only when I listen to him, I probably thought, yeah, actually I was going through similar things, yeah, yeah. like that, you, you end up ignoring the phone calls, yeah. but then because of that, you get deeper and deeper into yeah. the depression, and the minute you actually put yourself out there, mm. um, and for me, what changed me, I decided I was going to go gym again, mm. so I went to spin class, mm-hmm. um, and <laughs> I, I got friends with five old men, yeah. like, they were like, Sixty or seventy odd <laughs> men, but it became a routine. I'll drop the kids to school and then I'll go see go them. We and We talk to them, but they actually these five men actually got me out of depression, yeah, and yeah. I didn't. I only realised it a year later. Wow! I only realised it a year later. Wow! wow. Um, and I meet up with them all the time now. Brilliant! But I just. And it's only because they knew what I was and now I look back at it, they knew what I was going through mm. without speaking about it. Mm. So I remember some of the questions they would ask me and some of the conversations we would have and I'd be like, why are they asking me this? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. But they, they knew what I was going through yeah. and, and and sometimes the best thing you could do is just talk, innit? Yeah. Of without being judged, um and without like like thinking someone's thinking okay well, yeah yeah he's a bit weak right now or people thinking bad of you they didn't they had no opinion on me all they wanted to do was make sure i was okay yeah um so yeah i i went through it and it was the hardest time of my life wow. The hard, hardest time of my life i've got four boys as well and one girl um and i had almost no time for them as well mm. which is why i started doing what i'm doing mm. uh, um because more than anything else, it keeps me sane. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, of course. So, um, yeah, it was. Mercen. I remember watching his show the other day, and I just thought, Jesus. And I, I just think the more. Even listening to his show the other day, I just mm. thought, you know what? I'm going to make it my job this year to That's even it. be a, a better friend, husband, mm-hmm. whatever,
1: mentor, whatever, mm-hmm. to, to make sure we can help as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. Nah, no, amen. Mm. Amen to that, man. It's just quickly I wanted to touch and I read or I don't know if it's true that you used to suffer from is it nosebleeds is that true no or no I had a, I had a tumour right so I read uh, about that yes and how obviously I don't want to go into depth because we haven't got much time yeah. but you're saying that was that a, a big part as well in terms of the depression or was that it's funny you say that because I was I was only thinking, but thinking about that two, day,
2: oh, I think two days ago because um, actually had, but just before that time mm. there's a time I was Difficult time at the child and I was actually thinking, you know, what, I don't even want to do this no more with mm, football. Mm. I just thought, you know, what, I can't be asked to do it no more. And then, funny enough, I got the tumor about three weeks after that. Wow. And then I remember laying down in the hospital, and all I could think about was my health. Mm. And then thinking about if I come out of this, like, what are you gonna do? Yeah, what am I gonna do? Yeah. And, and then it just made me realise how insignificant football was, right? Compared to yeah, how life <laughs> like, do like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I'm thinking to myself, I'm being so selfish thinking about this football, but. I've got my kids mm. and I've got my family, I've got mm. my friends. And it just I think from then my football career just shot up because yeah. I as sorry, as I sorry. came back, I came back from football, I became a better player because I didn't put much pressure on myself about football and yeah. I didn't really care what anyone else would say about yeah. me in it. Like I was healthy. That's it. Um it took seven, eight, nine months to get rid of this, this tumour. Okay. I, I remember at the operation table, like my I couldn't even re, didn't even recognise my face was like that. Because yeah, yeah. obviously I'm not gonna go into the details mm-hmm. but they had to do mm-hmm. a lot of work on my face. So mm-hmm. um and I thought to myself, why well, am I complaining about football? Like, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Like really, like That's do you it. know what I mean? And I think from then, if you look at my goal ratio, I think at the time I probably had like twenty goals and then from from that time onwards mm-hmm. I got a hundred odd yeah, goals. Yeah, yeah. Um just literally because I just I, I realized what was important to yeah, me,
1: yeah.
2: and I, and I think a lot of footballers don't. They don't until something like that. Until they get a reality check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I honestly believe I, I believe that God put me in that position at that mm-hmm. time to make me realize or appreciate what mm-hmm. I had, mm-hmm. um, and through that like my career and as a person I've changed as a person mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. I'm much more positive and. Yeah. It's harder to get under my skin, Yeah, for as real. my wife will tell you. <laughs> um, I'm really, rela- I'm a real relaxed person now. Right. Um, and whenever I, I lose that, I always go back to that moment mm. and put myself back into that moment. Um, and it, it's like
1: a wake-up call, it's like a recharge. Right, it's that is very deep, it's very deep. Um, obviously, we haven't got much time left, so I mean, we're going to probably fire off some questions off the dome. Please, like, cut, you know, Lola, obviously, ask the question, mm. you know, Shant, Sammy and that. But for me, it's like, in terms of your legacy, what is the the last thing that you want to be leaving? Like in terms of when someone hears your name, Kevin Lisbury, mm. what is it the things that they wanna yeah. you want to leave their impression on? That's that, that's enough. It's a question I often ask myself, and I think most people should.
2: I think most people, as you even as you're going through life, you should mm. ask yourself like, what do I want to leave in it? Mm. And, and I look back. I went to a, a funeral last year of one of my youth team, um, my youth club workers. Right and in his eulogy someone was speaking and um, and they mentioned me in it as well, what he did wow. for me um, and I thought to myself, you know what, Like, he would always live because of what he's done for me and my friends and, mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, So mm-hmm. if I can do the exact same thing when I'm passed away, if, if someone who has um, no connection to me mm-hmm. can mention me or people who whose lives were bad mm-hmm. and have changed because of what I've done mm-hmm. If that's if I could leave with just that, mm. that not including my kids because that's my job, innit. Yeah, like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but if I can help other people, because it's easy to do your kids, it's, it's even harder to do other people's kids. Mm. Um, if I can leave, if, if, if four or five kids can say, look, he changed my life, mm. because I think it's unrealistic to to think you can change everyone's yeah. life. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, but if I'm gonna be realistic, if I can get four to five kids um, to say, you know what, he changed my life. And they could be better people, mm. and they can change someone's life mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because it, it grows, is it? Like, it. do you know what I mean? Like, it goes from him changing mine to me changing five, yeah. from them one of those five, to, and it becomes yeah. twenty-five, and yeah. then it becomes mm-hmm. fifty, and it. Do you it. know what I mean? That's it. Um, so that would that would probably be top of my list, right?
1: Um, mm. Obviously, you said you got all your kids. Mm-hmm.
2: Obviously, the boys are playing football. Mm. Would you, if your daughter wanted to do it as well, would she be interested in it? What would you kind of? Yeah, say she used to in play in football. Terms of that? Yeah, she used to play football, and then no, she got old. <laughs> she's, she's twenty-one now. Yeah. You? She's twenty-one now. So yeah, if she wanted to, I'd love it. I'd absolutely love it. Mm. I had a conversation with um, one of my friends the other day. Some, some some woman that I know, and she's having a baby, and um, she's having it's her second child. And I said, oh, what does your, your husband want, a boy? And she's like, why do you want a boy for girls can play football too. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I just asked him. If he it. Like, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So yeah, no, nah, course, cool, like, listen to me. My girl played football. I Love. I watch women's football. I watch the World Cup. Good. I watch Arsenal all the time. I watch Chelsea. Whenever it's on telly, I've got the the women's um, mm-hmm. the women's league recorded. Mm-hmm. So I watch that every Sunday mm-hmm. night. So I love
1: football. Mm-hmm. Nah, I'm a football lover. Are you actually a gooner? You support Arsenal? Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like you're <laughs> no, <laughs> Just he's quickly. you Just quickly. Ideas, no, 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 Not like that. I'm not questioning this <laughs> in I'm not questioning this. Please forgive me. I didn't. No, yeah. I just mean, because obviously, I want. what do you think quickly, briefly, on how Arsenal getting on with Arteta? Are you happy with Arteta? Come on, I have to. I have to ask. How do you feel with Arteta and that? I, I think he'll only he'll be judged
2: once he brings in a few players. Right. Yeah. At the moment, we are, like, that squad he's got. Any time we lose a game, it won't be his fault. Like, mm. he needs to get his players in, and then you'll see what sort of manager he is, mm-hmm. depending on the players he brings mm-hmm. in.
1: Lacazette, do you rate him? As a, no, 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 because no, no, he's a striker and he's a top striker, Lisby, mm. So he'll mm. know. When you look at Lacazette, obviously, do you think he is a good striker? Because a lot of people question him and they say, oh, yeah. he's not getting his goals, and you know, like he's he's, he's not good, he's not that good. Yeah. Do you think when you look at Lacazette, do you rate him highly as a striker? So, if you're looking at a Lacazette and a Banyan, Mm. like, I would, if you've
2: asked me which which one would I rather play, I would rather, if he had one up front, play Lacazette. Okay. I'd rather play Lacazette because I think he brings a lot more to the team. I watch a Banyan play sometimes and if he doesn't score, he's not doing much. That's it. And that is, it's quite important. For instance, you look at Guardiola, Mm -hmm. when he first came into Man City, Aguero was scoring lots of goals, Mm. but he wasn't bringing much to the team, so Mm -hmm. he dropped him. Mm Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. So I, I just believe in today's society, in today's strikers, they can't be just finishers. That's it. They have to be they able have to contribute more. Yeah, have to bring a lot more. Yeah. In, order to, in order to win like leagues and cups and that, mm. I think you need that striker who can um, who can do a lot more than score. Okay. Absolutely. Even though he's not scoring <laughs> <laughs> at all.
1: That's, yeah, right. yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's all right, It's all right,
2: it's all we'll right. But, not... he, yeah, but he, at the moment he's low on confidence. Yeah. F- if I was to play yeah, Lacazette and Aubameyang, and they're both on fire and both in red, I'd play Lacazette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah.
1: uh-huh. of what he does. Yeah. And quickly in terms of winning, who do you think will win the league this season? Yeah.
3: Oh, is that yeah. even is is a question? question? Hey, hey, big man! Big man! serious question! Listen to me, I dislike Liverpool. I
2: hate them. I hate about them. But listen to me, if someone gives anyone a grand now and says put it on a team, it's, it's, it's Liverpool. Liverpool, yeah. Um,
0: question: So you see um, your international career. What made you choose Jamaica over England? Mm. Was it a, the, the fact that you think was it a case where you thought England might not give you a, a call up, or did you just think you just?
2: Well, I think one. So one players that everyone I spoke to, Dean Burton and everyone, Jamie Lawrence that played for Jamaica. Yeah. Um, I don't even think England like came into mind. I don't think we. Okay. I don't think like I felt I fit that build. Yeah. Like and, as an England player. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think they've got a a certain reception of Mm -hmm, what what they're playing. Yeah, yeah. and I don't think I'm it. And it never even crossed my mind to play for England, to be honest. As soon as Jamaica called up, it weren't a thing of, oh, if I play for Jamaica, I won't be able to play for England. It Mm -hmm. was never that. That was, it didn't even cross your mind. It was like, um, Jamaica want you, like, that's it, I'm gone. Mm -hmm. Um, It was never, yeah, England weren't even in the, in the equation. Okay,
0: mm. so if, if England called you up and Jamaica called
2: you up, would you still have gone for England
0: um, for Jamaica? No, everyone would have gone for England. Yeah,
2: no, that, I'm gonna be as honest as you yeah, like, yeah, yeah. there will be no English Jamaican player in this country that would choose Jamaica over England. Yeah. Um, I don't think, he, yeah, mm. I don't think any other. I don't think like Sancho. If, if he had a, the chance to please for. For Germany or England, mm-hmm. I think you would play England. Mm-hmm. I just think it's more lucrative. Lucrative. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think mm-hmm. the money you once you play for an England, the, team, you're yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. I think and I think players do look at that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I, yeah, England's England's England. We're supposed yeah. to be the best, but we're not. But we still have got that persona of being mm-hmm. top enough. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think through that, your career can actually shoot shoot up as well.
1: Right. And just finally,
2: Messi or Ronaldo? No, oh, Messi! <laughs> 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 Natural footballers.
1: He is, he is. Um, listen, guys, for some reason the time has gone so quickly. Yeah. But Trust. first, yeah. But first and foremost, I'd love to thank Kevin Lisby uh, for coming down, for taking the time out of his busy career, you know, to come and speak to us. We really do appreciate. Honestly, and, like, you know, just. Getting to know you even more on a deeper level like i've got so much even more respect for you not just as a professional but also as a human being do you understand so um thank you very much uh this is the back page please make sure you follow like and subscribe and uh yeah we'll see you next time guys thank you peace